You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and everybody else at our family at Radio Maria Canada, we'd like to welcome you to our show and thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us. Today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in, but you can keep updated and informed about our show by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC on those three locations, and do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. Today, we're having a great, great conversation with Erica Zeal, and we're talking about pelvic floor deep core work, things that, you know, are starting to be spoken about more and more along with the area of of fascia, you know, these things are coming to the forefront more. And Erica really helps to center our focus on why talking about these areas of health is so important for our overall health and how it's an integrative approach to health. You know, we, you know, we bring up uh, in our conversation different specialties and, and how great they are for working on specific areas of the body. But it's when we finally understand that all of these areas are integrated. One works, uh, you know, one piece of the body works with another piece of the body. This is something that we talk about a lot on the health hub. And Erica really brings this to the foreground here when we're talking about um, deep core and just everything that it encompasses. So really a a fascinating conversation, something that really um, I do like to talk about with, with our guests and how integration in our health is so, so very important. Erica Zeal is a mom of three, an FDN practitioner, certified personal trainer, and Pilates instructor. She's a health and nutrition coach, core exercise, and pre- and postnatal exercise specialist, whose mission is to help women live a healthier life and heal their body through movement, wellness, intuition, and breathwork. She has morphed her education with her constant finding of research and hands-on approach to teaching female clients. Erica is passionate about education surrounding wellness and taking a holistic approach to healing our bodies. She wants to inspire women to regain not only hope, but also experience true life-lasting results. Erica is the founder and creator of Core Athletica, the Core Rehab Program, Knocked Up Fitness Prenatal Membership, Instruction Trainer Courses, and a host of the Core Connections podcast. She believes that anything you want to improve about your life, you can. 
we talk about a lot of things, things that I, you know, I really, I gravitate to, but specifically we talk about uh, what the meaning of deep core is. What are some of the essential practices to strengthen our deep core and why it's so important to act preventatively for our deep core health. So please do stay tuned with us, everybody. We will be back in a few minutes to talk to Erica Zeal. I'm not about to give up because I heard you say there's going to be brighter days. There's going to be brighter days. I won't stop. I'll keep my head up. No, I'm not here to stay. There's going to be brighter days. There's going to be brighter days. I just might bend, but I won't break. As long as I can see your face. Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, today's show is being recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Erica, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kathy. We're focusing on an area that I am really struggling with here, but, uh, you know, I've had um, 
four kids. I work out, I try and do all that stuff, but uh, we're talking about the core and we're definitely going to move just beyond strengthening it because um, as you're going to educate us about the core has so many functional structural implications for the rest of our health. But first off, let's start with what brought you to this specialty. Well, thank you again so much, Kathy. And I'll try to keep this story, you know, short and <laughs> pretty concise. Actually, people um, really enjoy, uh, you know, other people's journeys. It, it's, okay. it's, it influences. So you go ahead. Okay. Um, so it actually really goes all the way back to when I was five. Um, I started having knee pain on a mostly daily basis where, you know, at night I would be curled up in bed with just that achy knee pain. And, you know, the doctors kept saying, as I was getting older, I kept saying, oh, it's growing pains, right? It'll go away. She'll outgrow it. And, you know, as I got older, I wanted to do sports and I was, you know, I was pretty athletic, but I was always injured about halfway through the season. always had to wear that little, you know, tendonitis strap below my knee, which really didn't do a whole lot anyway. And then by the time I was 17, um, I was still having the pain and I had stopped growing at 14. So my mom finally was like, you know, tired of the doctor saying it's growing pains because I was clearly done growing. And it took me up to, to see a specialist up at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, which is only like three hours north of us anyway. And that was a pivotal moment in my life. It literally turned me into like wanting to learn about movement and fitness. And what they told me was like, you need to strengthen your legs, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me, right? Like that's the answer that you, I could have been given years before that, where I could have been working to become stronger and be a better athlete in my teenage years and all that, but I guess better late than never. Right. And so that then propelled me to wanting to, you know, get into weight training. And I was in the gym with the high school football players, you know, and I was very fortunate to have an amazing strength and conditioning coach at the time who introduced me to the importance of of having really good form when lifting. And I started actually learning how to do Olympic lifts when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, not crazy heavy, but really, you know, just appropriate. Um, and then I went off to college to study exercise science and through, you know, everything that I learned in college and was continuing to experiment with on my body, I was really able to heal my body. And finally, when I was 21, I was pain free. Um, and it showed me like, wow, our body really has this amazing ability you know, to heal. Um, and I also found Pilates, um, while I was in college. And so when I moved, um, from Iowa out to Southern California, um, to do my internship initially, I started studying Pilates and did my entire training, you know, every level, all the apparatuses, um, it's like a whole other degree essentially, mm-hmm. and just really discovered so much more about movement and the body and, um, you know, started discovering more about our pelvic floor and our deep core things that, you know, even having the you know, anatomy background that I had in college, because you take a lot with an exercise science degree. We did not learn about the pelvic floor in college. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't learn about fascia at the time. I don't even know that we're still really teaching that at the university level. Um, and then, you know, I've, I always had an interest in pregnancy as well. And so I think that just always had me open to learning kind of outside the box stuff. So um, I was someone who was like, wasn't, you know, at some point I was finally like, I need to learn more than what I'm learning in 
like the fitness industry and really started learning from others outside of that um, and really discovered, you know, how amazing our bodies are at a whole deeper level with our deep core. Um, And then going through three pregnancies myself and working with just an amazing array of clients. I just got to experience firsthand as well as working with clients, how, you know, through movement and breath work and really understanding our body, we really can heal our body. We really can prevent a lot of ailments that I see so many women in particular, um, that, and men as well, but, um, you know, that so many women struggle with, and they're really just kind of told, um, by so many people, oh, well, honey, that's just normal. You've had babies or, you know, that's just what happens as we age or, you know, that back pain, it's just, it's normal or whatever it is. And I'm like, no, 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 it does not have to be normal. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. We've had specialists on the show in the area of, of fascia and pelvic floor, and it was eye opening to me. And, um, I think I mentioned this on one of my shows I had, um, I was running and I was getting up, I was trying to prepare for a half marathon. And in one of my longer runs, um, something just kind of went, oh, and I felt this sort of drop. I don't even know what it was. And then for about a week, I had these, you know, it felt like I torn all my stomach muscles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, someone said, you should go get your pelvic floor looked at. And I thought, hmm, I never, you know, it never dawned on me. And so I went down that road and it wasn't actually a pelvic floor issue for me at the time. It was actually a hip issue, but she got to that through doing a pelvic floor exam. And she actually fixed my hip in an internal um, method. And we started talking about the pelvic floor. And I said, you know, it's just something that it's never um, been talked about to me, you know, and, and she said, well, how many kids do you have? And I said, four. And she said, you know, in Europe, pelvic floor strengthening is, um, you know, is an education process with women before they get pregnant, they work on it while they're pregnant. And I thought, why are we missing out on that here? Um, and, and as you're going to tell us, the pelvic floor is not just a little sling on its own. It's connected to all other areas of the body. So, you know, w- with what you're talking about and strengthening and movement, this is, you know, everything is directly related to what's going on, you know, midway down our body, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's all connected. And I love that you mentioned that because that's one of the biggest things that I love teaching is we can talk about the pelvic floor as a standalone. Absolutely. But really for optimal function, we have to understand how it works together with our entire body. Like you were mentioning your hip, right? Mm -hmm. Like our hips are so intertwined our hip function. And it's really not the hip bones, right? It's all the fascia Mm -hmm. (laughs) around the hips, the inner thighs, our hamstrings, our glute, our pelvic positioning, that all matters so much when it comes to pelvic floor function, when it comes to core function. And honestly, like, you know, everything it's, it really is all intertwined. We can't look at just one area of the body without addressing another area. And so, you know, I always kind of say like the pelvic floor conversation found me because as I was continuing to just learn more and more about the body, I kept coming back to like our pelvic floor matters. And, you know, in my earlier days of saying the pelvic floor, people would look at me, like I said, a cuss word. And I was like, Oh my God, like it's part of our anatomy. We need to be talking about this. And so I cue it all the time now. Like I just say pelvic floor, probably like a times a day. And, and, you know, I, when I, in working with, um, cancer patients who may be on certain medications, especially, um, hormonal medication, that pelvic floor can be weakened a bit and, you know, just through the medication and just talking about, 
um, the pelvic Florida people. And they're like, I've never really even, it's never been a conversation. And, and then to understand, it was such an aha moment for me. She said, you know, you don't have a pelvic floor issue. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, we're going to work on your hip. And then I, you know, I was fully expecting that massage technique. And I said, I'm, I'm waiting and I'm waiting. She goes, no, I'm doing this internally. And I'm like, holy smokes. I never, it never dawned on me that you could even do that. But you know, your, your specialty, what you like to address is deep core issues. And I think we, you know, basically all of us will know what our core is, but when you're referring to deep core, what are you talking about? So our deep core really, it starts at our the base of our pelvis, which is why our pelvic floor is so, so important, right? It's the foundation of our deep core. Um, and it's really like the deeper layers. So through our abdominal wall, we have layers of fascia, not just our rectus abdominals, which is what most people are familiar with. Um, we also have deep layers of muscle and fascia um, along our spine. One of the sets of muscles is the erector spinae, right? Which help to stabilize our spine and then our diaphragm, right? Which is really important in our breathing. This is where breath is really important in deep core and pelvic floor function. Um, as well as I take it a little bit farther up and say that our intercostals, like those little muscles that are in all the fascia in, in between the ribs, the fascia on the inside of our rib cage, all the way up to our mid back, that is all really our deep core. And so we have to really start to understand how it functions together because that's how we get optimal function. Um, and help to get people out of dysfunction is when we start to understand, oh, it's not about just strengthening my quote core, which most people think is their abdominals, right? Yeah. We mm. want to have strong abdominals to a degree, but people can also have too strong of abdominals, which is what then create imbalances, right? I mean, I know a lot of people who they've been doing weight, they, they think they're doing healthy, like core crunch routine, crunches and stuff routine to keep their core strong, but really it's actually exacerbating their back problems because they're imbalanced. So when I'm helping people learn about how to properly strengthen their deep core, we're working a lot more on creating space and lengthening rather than just doing a bunch of crunching type motions. I'm actually not a fan of crunches. Um, in my program I teach, I do eventually reintroduce a crunch type motion for people because it is a functional move, right? Flexing is important. We have to be able to flex, right? It's just, a, it's, it's a functional movement we do. But we tend to overdo mm -hmm. <laughs> the flexion and we do it in a way that's really forceful. Like we're drawing our belly to our spine and we're trying to really squeeze and we end up tucking our butt. And those are like the, the, like the check boxes for creating um, back pain and putting pressure on our pelvic floor. So everything I do is like the opposite of that, right? We want to actually stop drawing our belly to spine. We want to stop tucking our pelvis all the time. We want to get out of um, gripping our glutes, right? I know and people listening are like, wait, am I gripping my glutes right now? Like, I don't know if you're tucking your pelvis, you probably are. Um, and women don't really realize it till we bring awareness to it. And so if you're squeezing your glutes like all day long to help kind of hold you up and many times that butt tuck happens. And a lot of times it can start with pregnancy or it can start from certain workout classes because that's what instructors have cued, right? I started in you know, 20 years ago in intense, like fitness stuff. So been there, done that quickly realized like, Oh, this, this is not jiving for me. Um, and it wasn't what I was finding useful and helping my clients get amazing results. Right. So there's, it's really getting out of this mindset of like our core is so much more than just our abs. And it's really our deep core is what's going, what can really lead to 
having amazing mobility as we're all getting a little bit older, even for those that are, you know, sometimes in our thirties, we don't really recognize that like, you know, think of like 20 or 30 years from now. I do only because I, I do end up working with clients, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 years older than me. And I, I see what happens with, you know, quality of life as mobility decreases. And so for me, I'm always like, we need to be working on this as soon as we start to notice dysfunction in the body. And heck, it's even better if we can do it on the prevention side, but that's a harder sell for people when they're like, ah, well, if it ain't broken, don't fix it kind of thing. And it's 100%, like hundred percent. Yeah. But if you're doing a lot of the belly to spine, tucking the butt, those types of things I'm talking about, and you don't know how to activate pelvic floor, deep core, then that's a sign that's like, okay, let's at least really be aware of it. Because if dysfunction starts to happen, or I should say when dysfunction starts to happen, that should be a light bulb moment to be like, okay, now I really do have to change something if you don't do it on a prevention side. <laughs> but I actually get a lot of women who will reach out to me and say, well, Erica, I don't personally have the things you talk about. You know, I'm not peeing my pants. I don't have the back pain, but my mom does, my grandma does. And so they see it. And so it's like, also just like being aware of women and what's going on. And this is where like talking about it is so important, right? Because so many so many for so long, like we didn't talk about pelvic floor. And it's literally, it's, it's literally just been in the last couple of years where I'm finally starting to hear it more. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about it for years. And so we're starting to talk about it a little bit more, but um, you know, it's just, it's just so important to just bring awareness to it. Like that's the first step. <laughs> so many talking points. I'm scribbling down here as you're saying <laughs> things and I'm going to start with it. So glad you're talking about the diaphragm. Now this is still kind of a, um, uh, an out there in the middle of the desert sort of topic for me and um, not a lot, well, I shouldn't say not a lot of research on it, but um, not often spoke of in health, in, um, you know, in the, in the medical field, it's kind of, it, it's not part of cardio or cardiac uh, area. It's not part of the heart, the vascular system, really. It's uh, is what part of the system of the body is it? And, you know, if we're breathing, the diaphragm is working, but that's not necessarily the case. And, and I, and I'm, you know, and I've not done research on this, but I feel that with our shallow breathing and the way we do not pay attention to the way we should be properly breathing, that this muscle is not being exercised properly, which I can envision would be a bit of an issue moving farther down the road. And, you know, I'd love for you to you know, take a second. I know we're talking about the core here, but um, as you mentioned, it's all sort of one, one big chain the diaphragm health is something that really does intrigue me. Oh no, I'm so glad you mentioned this. So absolutely. So yes, the shallow breathing. So here's how I look at breath and its role in our deep core, right? So we can think about, okay, there's manual work, like, you know, trigger my release, um, ball work. I do a lot of that for our fascial system. There's a lot of stuff that we can do on the more external areas of our body, right? It's a lot harder to get into the deeper layers. This is where breath is so important. And if we are breathing really shallow, then guess what? We are more likely to have a lot of stagnation throughout our entire deep core, right? Or we can have more fascial adhesions and restriction around the diaphragm on the inside of the rib cage. I see this a lot. Um, and on the inside, even of our pelvis. And I see this a lot with um, moms after having babies, because right, if you think about baby can push organs and things in up against our bones. And if we don't 
then work to encourage our organs to move back in the right place and do all this fascial movement and breath work is like the foundation of this, then we can get these adhesions, which may not cause pain right away, but it can definitely down the road. So yes, if we recognize that we're most women, and I see this all the time that are breathing really shallow, like recognize number one, that that's where you're at today. And it's okay, right? We can't ever be hard on ourselves for not being where we feel like we should be Um, because your body actually will like surrender (laughs) to you when you finally like let go and be like, okay, this is all I'm able to do right now. And that's okay. And I'm going to encourage and work on breathing. So number one, breathing through your nose, I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, If you're a mouth breather, um, that is something you need to really start bringing awareness to, um, and working to encourage nose breathing, because you cannot breathe very deep if you're breathing through your mouth. Um, and I really teach women how to breathe into their back and out into the sides of your ribs, because if you learn how to breathe out into your back and out into the sides of your ribs, right, your diaphragm basically sits like right underneath the ribs. So when you're able to do that, you are going to activate the diaphragm so much more, which means then we're going to be able to open up areas of our body with our breath that we otherwise can't just do with physical movement. So like what I like to do, and I do a lot of teaching people how to like articulate their spine, but we're doing articulation of our spine and movement and creating space, not just with physical movement, right? In fitness, we're so ingrained to like, you know, squeeze harder and, and just like move, right? Which is great. But like, I teach like the opposite. We use breath first to stimulate that connection from the base of our pelvic floor with movement, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, um, yeah, it's amazing how much we can open up and how much, you know, we hold a lot of, um, you know, even like emotion way down Mm -hmm. in our pelvis. And many times I always tell my students, I'm like, don't be surprised when you start doing pelvic tilts with me that it seems it's so simple and it's very breath driven that you just feel like you want to cry. And I'm like, just cry it out. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. And then we're just going to move on. <laughs> you know, and, so. and we want to go so hard at things. You're right about that. When she was teaching me how to engage my pelvic floor during um, an exam. So she said, you breathe. And I just want a very slight movement. It's not it's not strenuous. And I took me so long just to, and she said, this is not, you know, this is not a tummy tuck. This is not an exercise that, you know, it's just a very gentle movement to engage. And when I finally got it, it it took me quite a while. We're so driven by this harsh movement. And, and you were talking about tucking the tummy and belly into back. And I mean, when I was weight training, that's what I was taught to do. Like that was to protect my back and, and you draw the core in. And now I've, I'm thinking that, um, I need to reevaluate some of the things I'm doing. So really so, so interesting, the information you're giving us, um, when we come back from break, what I'd like to do is maybe in, in some sort of a timeline, take us through, if you could take us through things like, um, issues with pelvic floor and, and the core after pregnancy, and then why perhaps we need to be more preventative because the natural aging process will start to weaken areas that, you know, if we are engaged and we know ahead of time, we can prevent these things. So um, when we get back, everybody, we're going to continue this great conversation with Erica. You
You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Eric Zeal, and we are going to continue along this path of deep core wellness. And I thought maybe a timeline sort of idea to show people why prevention is important for um, our deep core and pelvic floor and, and all those other areas you mentioned, Erica. And let's set up with women who are considering getting pregnant, and we'll just go right through the piece. So I love this conversation because like I mentioned earlier, I mean, prevention is honestly where it's at. Um, and so if we can understand that, okay, there's so much that we have yet to learn about our body. Like that's, I love teaching women just to understand even their anatomy more, right? Like I, I teach women, like I have an awesome visual that I love to show my students about their pelvic floor. Right. And most women have no idea that their pelvic floor is as big as it is, or basically I would say taking up as much surface area as it is, plus all the fascia that's, you know, goes through it and above it to help support our organs. Right. As most women really start to think or initially think that their pelvic floor is like the size of a quarter, right. We've been taught to do these Kegels or Kegels, however you want to say it. Right. And stopping the flow of urine. And that's one of the things I always tell women, I'm like, we need to stop doing our Kegels because it's not addressing the pelvic floor as a whole. So I try to reframe and have women start looking at their pelvic floor as, um, as their pelvic floor and not just thinking of it as Kegels. So we have to like, think of it as such a bigger area and how, um, you know, as we're preparing for pregnancy, um, or even, you know, once a woman is pregnant, like also understanding that many women are really too tight in their pelvic floor. Right. So especially if you're someone who is a runner, um, Kathy, like you were saying with your hip, right. If our hips are really tight, that's a good indication that our pelvic floor could be really too tight. Um, if we do a lot of CrossFit or heavy lifting, which I have no problem with women doing that, but it's recognizing that if that are, is our, you know, workout habits, that we actually need to work on learning how to release and relax through our pelvis and our pelvic floor. And if we can do that before we even get pregnant, that's awesome. Um, and also understanding that it's about lightly connecting through our pelvic floor. Like we were talking about breath, right? There's so much that we just need to start learning um, and teaching our body that is stimulated by breath and not just the high intensity, you know, lifting heavier and doing all that, which there's a time and a place for that. Absolutely. Um, and it's never, so it's really honestly, like the moral of the story is it's never too early <laughs> to start learning all of this stuff and start learning about your pelvic floor and your body. I always encourage, you know, women I work with, I'm like, if you've got teenage daughters, like I have a teenage daughter and I'm like, have start, start at least like incorporating some of this, teaching her some of what you're learning, because heck, we were not taught this stuff when we were teenagers <laughs> ever. Exactly. And it could literally like just have them moving forward in life as when they become adults, like just be more empowered. Right. That's what I love. So then when women get pregnant, right. Um, so one of the first things I really like to teach women is this releasing and relaxing concept, especially if it's a first pregnancy and your body hasn't done this before, right? You're going to go through timeframes um, where baby's having a growth spurt and your belly feels really tight. So this can also, um, learning how to release and relax. And we do a lot of it with breath work, right? Um, 
it can help in minimizing diastasis recti, right? Which is when the abdominals separate. And I, I see so often that that happens because we just have this imbalance of core strength, right? Someone might be too tight and grippy in their obliques, or then maybe they're doing inappropriate core exercises once they get pregnant. Like please no crunches. Absolutely. Once you are pregnant, absolutely not. They have to stop because here's the thing, right? I, I went through earlier and I was talking about what the deep core is. When we really start to understand what our deep core is, how to activate our entire deep core, every single exercise ladies that you ever do is going to help get your deep core stronger. Squats are going to make your core stronger right? Um, doing bicep curls, heck, should be making your core stronger because we're learning how to use our breath with our exercises. And I always say pregnancy is the best time to learn how to safely and effectively strengthen your deep core. And I know that shocks a lot of people, but here's the thing. I make such amazing strides with my pregnant moms because we have a couple superpowers when we're pregnant that we never, ever get again. <laughs> so, um, you have feedback, uh, tactile feedback with baby inside your belly. So as, as baby's growing, belly's getting bigger, you actually, for the only time in your life, will have feedback on the inside of your pelvic floor, on the inside of the fascial layers of your abdominal wall. And um, this won't surprise you at all, but I do a lot more fascial training <laughs> with really all my students, but especially my pregnant moms, um, because we can teach, train our fascia, how to become stronger and essentially a little bit more like the word fluid, right? So we are learning how to work with everything that's expanding in our body. So we're learning how to have support of our pelvis, of our growing belly and paying attention to postural shifts, because this is why a lot of back pain starts with pregnancy. It's really the postural shifting and then imbalances um, through our core. Now, will doing this sort of prep work help with delivery? Um, yes. So this is why it's so exciting to me is I see that what women do during pregnancy, like she really can become so much stronger and that, and that doesn't mean her, she even has to lift a weight, right? It's just amazing through some movement, breath work, all of that. And, um, so can you hear my dog barking? I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. we're, we're still in COVID time on Zoom. Not a problem at all. I just wait for doors to flash or shut and hear mom call. So don't worry. Okay. Well, no <laughs> kids are home right now. It's just a dog. <laughs> not, not a problem at all. Swirl. You go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yes. Yeah. So when we're doing this work during pregnancy, we are learning to work with our body and the changes that are taking place versus trying to fight our body and force and like, oh my gosh, I don't want my belly to get too big. I don't want my hips to get too big. We actually just have to learn to work with it. And here's the deal, ladies, you do want your pelvis to expand because if you want to deliver a baby vaginally, we need that pelvis to open up. So with breath, right? This is like the theme of our, our, our conversation today. And I love it is we have to learn how to release and relax, not only our pelvic floor, but through our entire pelvis. Um, and when we learn to do this, then when it's time for the pushing stage of labor, um, not before that, like, you know, people, some people like to say, oh, well, exercise can speed up your labor. I'm like, I, I don't go there because where does labor start for one woman versus another? It's very, very gray mm -hmm. area. So I always talk about like, once you are fully dilated to 10, um, and it is time to push baby out. Um, and I also have created a method that I call my push prep method, which is just 
Basically, it's a backup training method so women can be more effective and efficient pushers. So first-time moms don't have to be pushing for potentially hours, right? Um, And she learns how to work with her breath again, and she's learning how to release and open through her pelvis. Um, And then the really cool thing about all this training that she does, whether it's starting from before pregnancy, during pregnancy, is that her postpartum recovery, and again, there's never any guarantee because I can't guarantee anything, right? But when you do the work time and time again, we have incredible testimonials from moms who like their pelvic floor wakes back up pretty quickly after having a baby. She just gets right on that healing journey so much quicker. Um, So many times I've got to tell my moms like, you know, she'll reach out to me at two weeks postpartum. She's like, Erica, I know you say like, I can't get back into my exercise yet, but like, I feel so good. What can I do? Right. So now we've created, I have a whole system for women, what they can do in those early weeks postpartum. And I'm not someone to say, Oh, do nothing for six weeks. Right. I'm also going to follow the guidelines of doctors always say, you know, talk to your physician, but we're, you know, and a lot of moms that are having babies already have toddlers or other children. So it's not like they're sitting around doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, let's start bringing in the, the movement, bringing awareness to movement, bringing back awareness to our breath and our pelvic floor. And I'm like, as soon as you deliver baby and you want to start reconnecting your breath with your pelvic floor, do it. Let's do some pelvic tilts. Let's just sitting, you know, in the hospital bed or at home or while you're nursing or whatever it is, like getting out for walks, like doing light movements because I mean, we're moving all the time, right? So we're not going to get back into formal exercise, but you're moving. So we might as well be moving with better posture and better connection through our core so that we're keeping our strength that we created during pregnancy and we're minimizing decrease or losing strength, right? Cause you know, you, you know, right? Like you lose strength twice as fast as you gain it. So if we, women don't do anything for at least six weeks after having a baby that sets her back at least 12 weeks of training. Mm -hmm. And so it's amazing that just doing a little bit, again, we're not lifting weights. We're not going to the gym, just simple movements, simple awareness to how we're holding our body helps to stabilize. So we don't lose. And even how you're holding baby and even, you know, the proper way to hold a baby, because I mean, let's face it, we are moving. Most moms are up and down the stairs with baby in hand going to, you know, even in the, even in the early weeks, you have to get up, you have to move. You can't just rest, you know, you're on call all the time. So you're getting that movement, but education on, on how to move education on how to hold uh, your baby properly can be vital. And, you know, one of the themes that comes through when you're talking is um, this notion of being kinder and gentler to your body. I think, you know, uh, women who are in the health space and are working out, you know, just women, um, all of us men and and as well, we go so hard. And this idea of stepping back and relaxing and connecting can be um, a very new um, idea for somebody feeling they're not getting the exercise they need. When I was giving birth to my first son, I remember the, I I mean, you clench up and, and, you know, you hold things in. And I didn't know anything about pelvic floor work at that time. And I remember the nurse saying, just relax when, when, you know, I know you're in pain, but just relax and breathe. And as soon as I was able to actually take that in, things just progressed better. You know, when you're the first time it uh, clenched up, my hands are clenched everything. And then of course you're waiting for the contractions. But when she said, just breathe and try relax. It was, it was just those simple words changed sort of the whole process for me. 
And as we move beyond having babies and women are getting older, hormones change. This is an, an inevitability. Um, so we can all expect this to happen. And with that come different weaknesses and also different opportunities um, to prepare. So how do you work with women who are going through hormonal changes, heading into menopause and that sort of thing? Well, I think the most important thing to understand is that there is so much that we can do and teach our body um, to strengthen. Cause I work with women who are perimenopause, menopausal, um, and, you know, yes, you can tend to be, you know, have not as much lubrication down there and all of that. And so there is that aspect um, of the situation with our pelvic floor, but there's so much that we can still learn and teach our body to do that. I actually don't find that that hinders progress for women who are menopausal or, you know, postmenopausal, um, because it really comes down to this, you know, learning how to connect our breath with our pelvic floor, deep core, get out of the dysfunctional movement patterns. And um, it, it really doesn't seem to be too much of an issue. Now that said, right, there are there are things that women can do if you're dealing with, you know, major vaginal dryness, right? And this is where you want to work with someone who specializes in working with hormones, whether it's bioidentical hormones, things like that, um, so that you can understand. Because I know that there's there's a lot of conversation, you know, with um, when it comes to estrogen, for example, we don't have to go down a deep spiral with hormones, but understanding that many times it's not just lack of estrogen, it's the lack of the balance of estrogen progesterone and testosterone. So I just want to put that out there for women that if you are interested, uh, make sure you find someone who will address essentially all three um, and the balance of them and really testing your hormones and, and doing that aspect. But, um, you know, to really emphasize what I do, it really it comes down to women just haven't learned these methods and technology techniques that I teach, right? The slowing down, the learning how to connect our breath with our pelvic floor and, and improve our posture and really learn how to be strong and connected through our body um, in a way that really is conducive for prevention or, you know, down the road and or reversing the aches and pains and the pelvic floor dysfunction going on. Cause I will say Kathy, like women who deal with the pain of their pants, the incontinence. Right. Um, and I, I like to say pee in your pants because women don't always know what incontinence means, especially younger women who might be dealing with it. They're like, well, I don't have that. That's something like, you know, my grandma has, and it's like, yeah, but if you're peeing your pants, you have incontinence too. Um, and when you learn how to properly strengthen your pelvic floor, like that goes away. And so I always say like, that's a sign your body's trying to communicate with you that we need to slow down. We need to learn how to properly strengthen our body. And then guess what? As you do that, you can get back eventually to the activities, whether it's getting back to hiking or, you know, for some women it's, it's running, it is doing some higher intensity stuff in a way that is just really conducive to strengthening us in a way so that we can just enjoy life. Cause at the end of the day, right. That's what mm -hmm. I'm here to help women is to get either get back to activities in life that um, they had to stop doing or slow down from and, or just to learn how to prevent so we can sustain the stuff that we love doing as long as possible. Um, and so many times it takes us slowing down a bit and pausing on certain activities um, that might 
be contributing to some of this dysfunction. Um, but the goal is, if your goal is to get back to there, I want to help you get there. Because we have time and time again have have women who've had you know multiple multiple babies, um, and they're runners, right? Or they do you know high intensity stuff. And I'm like, well, you have to pause while we're going through the core rehab, you know, methodologies, but as everything starts to get stronger, you start to feel your pelvic floor deep core wake up, then we can start to gradually get back into those activities. Um, and before you know it, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm running not only without peeing my pants and without back pain or hip pain, but like I'm running faster than I was before babies. And I'm like, that blows me away. Like, I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> that, that's what I was just going to ask you. You know, if you, um, if we, you know, wind the reel back to the beginning of our conversation, I, I would assume that when you understand how to strengthen your core, your deep core, and you encompass so much of, of, of our trunk into that, that it would impact your health so positively in many areas. Like I, I imagine for a runner, if they really start focusing on pelvic moving all the way up to diaphragm and into the intercostals of the ribs, that can only benefit the breathing. And if you're benefiting the breathing, you're going to be able to do more endurance work. So, so many benefits of what you're doing. Um, do you do stuff online with people or is it a one-on-one -on -one program that you have? I do. I have online programs, which were created what I felt out of absolute necessity because I was seeing so many women when I moved back to the Midwest with dysfunction, I was like, and they were way too young to be having all of these things. And I was like, and I was working with them in one session and helping to like change their life. And I was like, if I can do this in one session in person, we can create this mm -hmm. stuff, you know, online. So yeah. So my core rehab program is my flagship program where I'm like every woman, regardless of whether you have any pain or dysfunction, like needs to do this just from an education perspective to learn so much more about your body and how to move. And yes, a lot of it goes against what you've learned your entire life. So you have to number one, I know it was already mentioned, like, just be kind to yourself, be gentle and like be open-minded to learning something new. Right. Cause if we keep doing the things that we, the way we've always done them, right. Like, and, and we've got dysfunction, like how do we expect it to get better? We have to do things different. Right. Um, and so just really being open to exploring new things about your body and, and know that it's going to take time because we didn't create the imbalances in our body overnight. So we can't expect them to leave right away. And I know you mentioned it, Kathy, when you were doing the pelvic floor work with the, you know, the specialist, like it took you a bit and it does because it's a whole new way. And so not only is it, we're training our body, we're training our brain, right? There's a lot of brain training involved in what I teach. Um, so, you know, absolutely. And then I have my prenatal program, which my, not, my prenatal brand is called knocked up fitness. It's pretty easy to remember. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Now, it, it, when you're doing these programs, do you have to stop exercising or is this in conjunction with your regular routine? Um, so the prenatal is all like laid out for women. Mm -hmm. So I have women that will just do everything that I teach them in there. I have some that still want to keep doing some of their other stuff. So they kind of do a balance of both. Um, and some that just strictly come for the deep core training because they're like, I'm not a big exerciser, but I really want to learn the deep core stuff. So like it kind of all, all ranges. Um, but within core rehab, it kind of depends. Okay. 
So I always encourage women in the first, in the very beginning phases, like it's best if you solely focus a hundred percent on core rehab. Now you can go for walks and do low impact things. Um, but if you've got dysfunction going on, if you're dealing with back pain on a regular basis, or you're peeing your pants on a regular basis, or you go for a run and you're peeing your pants, things like that, even in the slightest, then yes, we absolutely need to pause on the high intensity stuff for a while. But I always have to encourage women. It's like, it's not forever. This is like, mm-hmm. we're on this journey. We're just going to take a little sidestep here because we've got to really heal our body in order to heal it. We have to get out of the patterns we've always been doing. So if we keep doing those same high intense patterns all the time, but we're trying to, we're over here on the other side, trying to teach ourselves new things. It's like this tug of war going on in our body. So it really is best. Yeah. It really is best to take a pause. It's not, again, not forever, um, but again, and it's going to look different for everyone. Some women just can take a two-week break and really dive in and really, especially if they have more time to commit to the training and learning the methodology, right? Um, and others who have had back pain for 10 years, I'm like, it could be six months before we get you back to your other, but you have plenty to do, right? Because there's education and there's movement, right? A lot, I, the vessel through which I teach is movement. So you're not going to not be moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another big piece um, from everything we talked about today and my big philosophy with my core rehab program as well is it's not just about your movement practice. Like that's great. And if you can do it daily, awesome. But I know that's not realistic for everybody. So I want you to take what you learn from what I teach you and apply it to your daily life. Remember how we were talking kind of that early postpartum period, right? We're moving all the time, ladies. We're even if we're just sitting, we're still we're still in a kind of a movement space. We can pay attention to how we're holding our body when we're sitting. Right? Mm-hmm. So bringing the concepts of what I teach um, cause I teach a lot about posture too, right. Which is, you can't, we can't fully like effectively strengthen our deep core and pelvic floor without addressing postures. It's one of the first tutorials you'll watch and start to be aware of. Um, and you take those concepts and you bring them into your life. So it's a lifestyle program. It's not just like, Oh, we're going to do this for 20 minutes a day. And that's all it's like, no, no, we need to and take so it and apply it to our to life. Incorporate <laughs> it. It's so much easier when you can apply it to your life, as opposed to just like we talked about the different areas of the body and specialists, when you can integrate it into the whole space, it's much easier to accept now. And, and just uh, as, as we, as we end this, I can see this being so beneficial for people who are preparing for surgery for, um, you know, coming out of surgery. I just see so many areas that, that strengthening the core can be so beneficial for. Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, where would be the best place to do that? So you can find everything on my website. It's ericazeal.com. My last name um, is spelled Z-I-E-L um, or on Instagram at ericazeal. You're always welcome to just send me a message um, if you're looking for something in particular or if you're not sure if you know, core rehab would be good for you or not. Um, which I rarely ever have a woman where I'm like, no, you know, most everybody, um, can definitely, definitely benefit. Um, and then my Nocta fitness brand. So that's website, um, Instagram and the whole thing. Um, and yeah. And I also have a free pelvic floor guide that I would like to offer your audience. Um, and it's just a one page guide with my cueing of teaching you how how to work to effectively strengthen your pelvic floor. And it's simple, but yet not simple all at the same time. And, you know, just remember whenever you're learning something new, just give yourself time and space to do it. Um, Know that it's really normal in the beginning that you're not going to get it and that's okay. Um, So that's on my website. It's just ericazeal.com forward slash 
pelvic floor. So all one word, super easy, super easy to find. Um, and then I'll send some movements out along with that as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. What a great conversation. It was a real pleasure to have, a, have you on our show today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kathy. This has been wonderful. Excellent. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.